This is an ABC podcast. Hi friends, it's Ruby here and you're listening to a special episode of News Time. Hello Ruby. Hi Ruby. This episode is all about wild weather, particularly wet and wild weather. And it'd be best if you listened with a grown-up, just in case it brings up any big feelings for you. And if you've experienced a flood before, just be aware this might bring up some memories too. Stay calm, listen to your parents and listen to other people. Mostly grown-ups though. Good advice. The kids joining us on today's episode know all about what it's like to live through wild weather. They're from far northern New South Wales. And back in February and March, the biggest floods anyone can remember swamped that region. It's really scary and you want to get out as fast as you can because some people had to get saved by helicopters and flood boats and some people got trapped in their roofs and stuff. One of Mum's partner's friends came over to rescue us. Yeah, we got into a boat and then he took us to a house and we just stayed on the top floor for a while. So my dad carried us on his back into the car. We went to the evacuation place. When the floods came, the good thing is that we had a canoe and there was another boat that came to our house to pick us up. My stepdad's nephew took us in, like, a truck and he got us to, like, a police boat and, yeah, when we went to the evacuation centre and just stayed there for, like, a couple of days. These people, like, took us to this home so we can be safe and they had food and water. Wow, those rescuers did such an awesome job. I'm glad you're okay. They were really kind. When it was finished, I was really, really happy. I bet. You might have noticed that northern New South Wales isn't the only place to have flooded this year. There have been lots of major floods in other parts of Australia too, like Brisbane, Melbourne, Forbes, Dubbo, Gympie, Meander. The list goes on. So we figured it was time to find out more about how and why these floods are happening. And I know just the right person to help us out. My friend, Nate Byrne. Hi, Ruby. Hi, everyone. Hi, Nate. Hi. You are all so brave. Thank you for sharing your stories about what it's like to live through floods. Hopefully, I can help you learn more about the science behind floods because I'm a meteorologist. That's a weather expert. Your grown-ups might recognise Nate from the TV news. Nate, it seems like you've been reporting on floods non-stop all year. Is it normal to have had so much flooding across Australia? It's really not. In fact, it's been a record-breaking year for some of the huge rainfalls that we've had and the extent of the flooding as well. It's not always that we have record-breaking floods, though. Normally, it's a lot drier, and sometimes it can even be drought times, like during El Nino. But right now, we're in something called a La Nina, which means that the eastern parts of the country end up with a lot more rainfall than normal. Can you explain a bit more about El Niño and La Niña? What exactly do they mean? It's all about the winds that are blowing across the Pacific Ocean. During El Niño, those winds aren't very strong and they don't really blow many thunderstorms across the Pacific into Australia. 
that's why we end up pretty dry. But then during La Nina, those winds strengthen and we get lots and lots of tropical moisture building up in northern Australia. This year, we're in our third La Nina year in a row. That means that we've had lots of moisture gathering in the north of the country for a long time, and it's all ready to be pulled southwards by cold fronts and things we call troughs, and they end up causing this widespread rain that we've been having. So it seems like not all floods are the same. Can you talk a little bit about the different types of floods? There are a couple of types of floods that we think about. When it's raining really, really hard and the gutters overflow and maybe there's some water in the street or in your front yard, that's what we call a flash flood. That's being caused by rain happening right now. Where that water goes is first into drains and if you're living near the coast, maybe out to sea. But if you're inland, it's going to end up in our rivers. So when the waters in the river rise and rise, it can sometimes break its banks and that's the other type of flooding. Riverine flooding. My mum said it's like a big like wave just full came in and then covered the roads. It was just completely water. I couldn't see anything. Just water everywhere, in my house, in the road, all over everywhere. We had a river right next to our house and that's where the cows get a drink from and the water came up through our paddock. Whoa, that sounds intense. But what causes floods? It's when the rain goes really hard and that water goes on the road. Rain is definitely a part of it, but it's not the only thing. You can also have flooding with clear, blue, sunny skies, and that's because of rain that's happened somewhere else, and usually somewhere upstream, so that water's slowly making its way down the river. There are also other things. If you happen to live near the coast and the river goes into the sea, when the tides go up, the waters rise in the river, and you add a bit of rain, that can make the flooding even worse. There's also some flooding associated with storms like cyclones. They can literally push seawater onto the shore. And also, most rivers start up in mountains. And if those mountains happen to have some snow, when things start warming up, that snow can melt. And that adds to the water flowing down the river. And you can have some dams along a river that help to store lots of water. If you end up with a lot of rain, sometimes we have to release the water from those dams so they can add to the flow as well. Add all of that together, it's not just the rain that can cause the flooding. It came very quick. One of our friends was really lucky because his house was flooding really, really fast. Within five minutes, it was like a couple metres Mmm, sounds like the floods near you caught people by surprise. Nate, how do we warn people about floods so they know what to expect? The Bureau of Meteorology is the big forecasting group across Australia and they make sure that they tell us as soon as they can about the weather that's about to come. Normally we get maybe about a week's worth of notice. Then as it gets closer and closer to those big rains that might cause some flooding, emergency services start giving advice to people to tell them what to do, to prepare and make sure that things in their house are lifted high above the ground and maybe to evacuate if it looks like it's going to get very, very dangerous. All of those messages usually come either online or on the radio or the television if you're listening to the ABC. We'll always have all the latest information for you. 
but not all warning systems are perfect. So that's why often so much damage occurs during floods. We just chucked our like old stuff on the bunk bed when it was happening. When we finally got back into our house, what I was seeing was the cupboard and all the fridge was mouldy, the food was rotten, and there was nothing really left to eat, no to sleep on. Destroyed our like tables, destroyed our closet, everything, our bed and house. Our mum and dad had to go to get all the cars and also get all our toys in the shed. We're even in a caravan because somehow the water leaked inside the house. Our school got flooded. It broke. I'm sorry to hear that. The impacts of a flood can continue a long time after the water's gone down. Nate, should we expect more floods like these? And if the answer is yes, what can we do to prepare? Remember before I was telling you about La Nina? Well, it's here to stay for a little bit longer. The Bureau of Meteorology thinks that it's probably going to be around at least until the end of the year. That means we're likely to see more flooding rains in parts of eastern Australia. After it goes away, though, early next year, we still could see some flooding because right now the ground is so soaked that any extra rain doesn't have anywhere to go. But it doesn't mean that we've got floods here to stay forever. Though, there are other things we've got to think about. The climate is changing, and as the environment gets warmer and warmer, the air can hold more moisture. That means that big thunderstorms are much more likely to dump huge amounts of rain. We're not entirely sure exactly how things are going to develop during climate change, but it does look like we'll have more extreme weather more often. So it's a really good idea to make sure that you've got a plan in place. If your parents haven't talked to you about it, maybe ask them, what would we do if there were floods coming towards us? Do we have stuff ready to go? Do we know where we might be able to evacuate to? Having a plan is always the best idea. Now we know where to go and how high it'll go. We'll be prepared because my dad, he can fix anything and he can lift anything definitely good to feel prepared. It sure is. But as you said before, Ruby, the impacts of a flood can continue long after the water goes down. Even if we've had enough time to prepare, people might keep feeling worried or thinking about it as a scary time. They might need to replace a lot of their things, find a new place to go to school, or even somewhere else to live. The good news is there are always lots of people willing to help like the rescuers you mentioned, charities and groups that gather donations, but also your teachers, doctors and nurses. There are helpers everywhere. Friends, can I ask you, are you getting the help you need? Two people from Newcastle, they gave us a caravan. Trying to get a new lounge and all the essential stuff you need really, but... Slowly it's coming in. We're getting like cooking pots and stuff, microwaves from our principal. My favourite thing about the floods is that I got a dog. His name is Buster. Oh, hello, Buster. And I hope you get everything else you need soon too, especially those of you waiting to get back to your homes. Friends, do you have any advice for other people who might experience a flood one day? Worry about like your dogs or like cats your family more than like your toys or stuff. You can't replace your 
living things. Just listen to your mum and dad and just do what they tell you to do. Yeah, just stay calm, don't be scared, take a big breath, just calm down. Very wise. Hey, Nate, thank you so much for helping us learn more about floods. My pleasure, but I think the main thank you needs to go to our friends who've lived through it themselves. Just hope doesn't happen again and, like, um, family back in the house. Could I say thank you because you guys are doing an amazing job and I hope it's going to be better. And make our life better. I hope so. Goodbye. Bye. And a special thank you, again, to the students of Empire Vale Public School for sharing their experiences with us. Thank you, Empire Vale. I'll catch you soon on our next weekly episode of News Time. And remember, if this episode made you feel worried or like you need to talk about it a little bit more, please reach out to a grown-up you trust. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.